Welcome to Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we're going to be reading and then continuing in the book of James, the New Testament book of James, and uh, we will be reading in chapter 2. And I will be using the NIV, the New International Version. Before we get started, I would like to just go back over what I have been trying to do on a regular basis is to give you what the Bible is, uh, the Bible facts of what what the Bible is and why you can trust in God's Word, the Bible. Okay, and this is, I got this from Dr. Vody Bacham when he was teaching a class. I was watching it online and he went over this and I thought it was very good to have and to share. So let me begin. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. 40 authors, 66 volumes of books, span of 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe, written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic. Hundreds of subjects and topics. It's good to have, it's good to know, that we can share that with others. Especially those that who don't believe, you know, or they question the Bible. Okay? Now, let's begin in uh, the New Testament book of James, chapter 2. And we will be calling this message today, Faith and Deeds. In the first section, starting at verse 1, the title of this section is called Favoritism Forbidden. My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Verse 2, suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man is in filthy old clothes, also comes in. Verse 3, if you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here is a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet. Verse 4, have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Verse 5, listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? List up there. You know, um, you can find a lot of videos where, like, either a visiting preacher or, or the pastor of the church, whatever, dress up like you know, like a poor person on the street, or how you know some some people relate to them. They call them a bum or homeless or whatever, and just to see how their uh, parishioners or their uh, their their church members or whatever would respond to it. You know. And a lot of times it's, unfortunately, you know, the way you would think, uh, most of the time they'll just kind of ignore them or whatever and that kind of thing. But, and then later on in the video, they'll, he'll come out and say, oh, you see, I was this guy and here's how you treated me. And then there was one video I watched that was similar to that. And I believe it was in a, uh, a Spanish nation 
But and the people, you know, were real sorrowful about that. But you know, it, it's like um, I know there's a lot of people out there because of you know what they've done to themselves as far as drugs and alcohol or whatever. Or some there's a lot of scammers going on, you know. But um, we do need to at least share the gospel, and if you can feed the person, or possibly you know, if they're in need of clothes or something, you know. There's stuff that we can do because, and, and same for those that are in prison, however they got there, whether it's by their own hand or not, um, they need to be visited. You know, they need to hear the gospel just like everybody else does. We all do. You know, we all could be, uh, for myself and my own experience, I find myself in that too, to where, you know, doing good for a long time and then a situation happens and you find yourself sleeping out of a car and stuff, you know. And you find yourself, you know, where your hope's almost completely gone and dashed. And the only thing that kept me going through those times uh, was God. Because I had put my faith and my trust in Jesus Christ and had repented of my sins. You know, I asked God for forgiveness of, of all my sins. But just because you're a Christian doesn't mean, you know, things won't happen to you. That's just, it's just part of living in a fallen world, you know. So we need to, to show mercy, mercy and grace to people. Don't look down on people because maybe they're not like where you're at or whatever, you know. Especially if you are a believer or a Christian and, and you've made that choice where you have um, put your trust in Jesus Christ, repented of your sins, and you've been reading the Bible daily without failing and doing what, what the Bible says, and you've been serving God, you know. We need to be aware of all that, you know, and show mercy and love, you know, as much as possible. And if you're not, that's what being a Christian is. That's what being a believer, a true believer is. It's not about, you know, like these guys that they claim to be Christians, whatever, and uh, uh, have a, say, a saying for these guys. It's like the... Um, they call it the prosperity gospel where it's all about getting money and all this kind of stuff and riches and cars and things and whatever, which that's not the gospel at, at all. You know, and um, and a lot of people, they call it uh, uh, name it and claim it or blab it and grab it kind of thing. But that's not, that's not Bible. That's not what it says. But a lot of people go by what they see because they don't read the Bible. So they go by what they see. And uh, especially those that don't believe in Christ. And so they say, well, that's what I don't want a part of because of people like that. But, you know, it, it, it's not that. It's about our sins. You know, just because other people do that doesn't mean you have to. In fact, we're not supposed to. It's just like when the, uh, a lot of times they'll love to quote, by his stripes we're healed. So that means that we can ask for more stuff and and let's get rich and stuff and we'll never be sick and all. That's not what it means. By his stripes, we have salvation. We're healed of our sin. See, that's what they just get completely wrong or they know better and do it anyways. But that's not what that particular uh, scripture says there at all. So let's continue. Uh, let's go to verse 5. 
Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and inherit the kingdom? Promise those who love him. Verse 6, but you have dishonored the, the poor. It is not the rich who are exploited, who are, who are exploiting you. Let me go back on that. It is not the rich who are exploiting you. Are you not the ones who are dragging you into court? Verse 7, are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of him whom you belong, which they're talking about Jesus Christ. Let's continue in verse, verse 8. If you really keep the world law in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right, verse 9. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers, verse 10. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles as just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. Verse 11, for he who said you shall not commit adultery also said you shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery but commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. So it's like this, we've all lied. Um, we've all, uh, you know, looked at another person with lust, even though you may want to not want to say it. Uh, which would be considered adultery. Um, have you ever hated one or got mad at someone where you can go that well, if you have, according to Jesus, we've murdered in our heart. You see, because God's moral laws, the Ten Commandments, are very high. Therefore, we can't keep it because our standards are very low. God's standards are high and and he also goes by the thought and intent. And see, we'll dismiss it, especially when it comes to ourselves. We've created a God in our own mind. That's okay with everything we do, which goes back to the uh, the moral law of the Ten Commandments. Uh, you shall not make any graven image and have no God before him. Same thing. Okay. Let's continue. Verse 12, speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. 13, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Now we're going down to the next section, at starting at verse 14. And um, the title on this section is Faith and Deeds. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? 15. Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. Verse 16. And if one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well, well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? Verse 17. In the same way, faith by itself if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Verse 18, but someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. Verse 19, you believe that there is one God, one God good, even, oh, one God good, 
Even the demons believe that and shudder. Now let's go back where it says, um, starting at verse 18, but someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. That doesn't mean that you work your way to heaven. That means once you understand you've broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, therefore guilty, all on your way to hell. In need of a Savior, you come with a sorrowful, contrite heart, repent of your sins. That means asking God for forgiveness and mercy because you know you've broken all his laws, the Ten Commandments, the moral law. Therefore, you repent of your sins, but then you put the trust you used to have in yourself, to, then you put that trust in Jesus Christ. Therefore, being saved from that point. That is, but you know if you're saved as long as you keep going down that road, if you mess up, you ask for forgiveness, you get up, you keep going. But that's what saves you is we can't earn it, we can't work for it. It's a free gift of God. You can find that in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. It's a free gift. Not by works, lest any man should boast. Mm -mm, doesn't work that way. Let's continue. We'll go down to 20 now. You foolish person, do you do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Verse, 31, uh, verse 21. Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the, the altar? Verse 22. You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did verse 23 and the scriptures was fulfilled that says abraham believed god and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called god's friend 24 you see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone so that means once you come to faith and you repent of your sins and put your trust in Jesus Christ, then you have the works to follow. And if there's no works following that, then pretty much, you know, if you're not doing what God expects you to do according to the Bible, then that means pretty much you're not where you need to be. Okay, let's continue. Verse 25, in the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous, for what she did when she gave lodging in the spies and sent lodging to the spies and set them off in a different direction. Verse 26, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. So you gotta have both. Faith and then deeds follow. If you say you love God and do nothing, then there's the problem. Okay, doke. Now Let me give you some scripture. It's good to have. Let me see here. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. <clears throat> this is in the King James. Luke chapter 17, verse 3. And through four, if thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in the day, and seven times in the day, turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. So we must continually be on that 
uh, spectrum. Luke chapter 15, verse 7, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repentance more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Ezekiel, uh, that's the Old Testament, Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 32, For I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, saith the Lord. Wherefore, turn yourselves and live ye. So give, give your life to God and live. Give me some salvation scripture. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10 in the King James. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God is raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart man believes in the righteousness of the mouth, confess and made salvation. And verse 13 of Romans chapter 10, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, so the faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, now you've heard the word of God. Let me take you the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments shows our guilt because we can't keep it. We can't keep God's moral law because we're too evil. Okay, the first commandment says, you shall have no other gods before me. And we've all done that. We have a God in our own mind that's okay with everything we do. And that's not the God of the Bible. And uh, let's see, the second commandment, you shall not make any idols. How many of us have idols and the car or house or people or whatever it, it may be, or even the ball games and stuff. That definitely has become a lot of, has become idols to many people. You see, that's just the first three. I already broken most of those. Uh, the fourth commandment, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Do you do that? The fifth commandment, honor your father and mother. Have you dishonored your mother and father at any time? I'm sure we all have. Uh, the sixth commandment, you shall not murder. And Jesus, not only a physical murder, but, and then Jesus says, if you hate someone, you've already murdered in your heart. The seventh commandment, you shall not commit adultery. If you look at another person with lust, you, according to Jesus, you already committed adultery in your heart. Uh, the eighth commandment, you shall not steal. Have you ever borrowed anything, never brought it back, or have you ever took a pen or a paperclip? It doesn't matter the how much it's worth. Ninth commandment, you shall not bear false witness. That means you shall not lie. Have you lied? We all have lied. The tenth commandment, you shall not covet. That means wanting what somebody else has. How many of us have done it? You see, so right there, we're guilty. And for those that are guilty, and myself included, before I became a Christian, I was on my way to hell. Because I had broke uh, God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, we all have. Therefore, we're all guilty and on our way to hell until you understand that. And then you come with a sorrowful, contrite heart. And ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. That means repentance, to repent of everything. And then uh, put your trust in Jesus Christ. It's kind of like if you're in a plane that's about to crash, somebody gives you a parachute, you go to hold on to that parachute because it's going to save you from the jump to come. Jesus saves you from the judgment to come. But not only that, he walks with you. I'm not going to say that life's going to be easy. He don't promise that. I mean, you know, we live in a fallen world and we're also fallen. And so, you know, bad things happen no matter what you do. 
But God will be with you through it, or has God allow certain things to get us where we need to be? You know, it just is what it is. So I would think about this, and I wouldn't wait. You know, if you understand that you've broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, therefore guilty and on your way to hell, you need to repent of your sins, ask God for his forgiveness and mercy, and surrender yourself to Christ, put your trust in Christ alone. Okay, I'm going to give some resources now. And all this can be found on YouTube and websites. Dr. Vodi Bakum, the great teacher. Uh, Living Waters with Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com. And remember, it's all on YouTube. R.C. Sproul, Ligonier Ministries, L-I-G-O-N-I-E-R Ministries. You can put that in a search engine and, and pull that up. Um, also, Well Bills with David Barton, wellbuilders.com. And that's really, remember, all this is on YouTube. Dr. Walter Martin, again, on YouTube. And his website is waltermartin.org. All these great teachers, and they teach like a variety of different things that will help you. Um, and then also you can go to Apologia Studios. That's A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A Studios with Pastor Jeff Durbin. He has a YouTube channel, and you can also hear it on audio on Apple Podcasts. And you can go to his website, ApologiaStudios.com. And he also, he also has uh, Dr. Greg um, Bonson, who's died, but um, the family had all of his recordings and everything, and they gave it to uh, to Pastor Jeff Durbin, and and you get a free seminary education. But it's going there and putting in, you know, the search the search section there. You can put in a uh, Dr. Greg Bonson or uh, Bonson or Bonson EU. Or, you know, seminary, whatever. And it should pull it up. And it's free, you know. And if you want to converse with me, or that is, um, if you'd like to write me, you can go to our email. It's all lowercase, Bible Education Institute at gmail.com. We can correspond. You know, Bob will be glad to send you one. Um, let me see. And in our website, it's all lowercase. Bible dash education dash institute dot webno w e b n o d e dot com, and you can also find us on uh, Rumble and YouTube for the video platforms and the audio platforms. Let me give you those, and that is Bible Education Institute with Reverend Henry Kelly, and we go over the Bible. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible. Alexa, Google Podbean, Internet Explorer, Facebook, Podcast Addict, and others. Now it's now it's suggest you get serious about this if you are a Christian and you just and you look us up, you know, do Bible study and stuff, that's fantastic. If you're not a Christian, I would suggest you do that right away because I've I've given you everything you need to know. The rest is up to you. You know. So, now that we've been through that, I want you to, you know, just stay serious with God. And remember, read the Bible daily without fail and do what it says.